The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You have questions about uh, heading back to work, whether you're in retail or otherwise. The stores are starting to open, the malls are starting to open, and social distancing and all that stuff uh, firmly in place. But hey, everybody's getting back to work. And from the patio I was on last night, people are really happy to be out there earning a living if uh, if only 50% capacity is all starting to happen. But some people still lots of trepidation about going back to work. If you have questions about that uh, for yourself, friend, or family member, bring it on. Email address anytime, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And you can always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Wonderful website, free, anonymous for you to use anytime. And there is an absolute wealth of information there as well. But I know you have a week that was you want to get to, Lior. But a very, very massive piece of news came out the other day uh, concerning Uber. Now, this is something you, I mean, I've been talking to you about this for, for a long time, but give us some details on how big a deal this is. Yeah, John, thank you, and great to be here. And yeah, we had some very good news, good news for employees across the country, good news for Uber drivers. Uh, so I started back in 2017 a class action uh, against Uber on behalf of its driver, essentially taking the position that Uber drivers are employees and not contractors and therefore have all kinds of rights, overtime, minimum wage, uh, vacation, etc. Uh, obviously, Uber disagrees, but one of the things that happens when an Uber driver signs up with Uber, yeah. they sign an agreement that says, if you have a, ever have a problem with Uber, the only recourse you have is you have to go to an arbitration in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. And so Uber said, well, wait a second, Lior, you're not allowed to sue us because of the fact that Uber drivers can only, they're not allowed to sue, they can only go to the Netherlands. Well, that issue as to whether or not we can sue Uber, we, we, whether or not we can pursue rights, was uh, went all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada, the highest court in the land. And on Friday morning, we got a decision that says, no, Uber, you are wrong. Uh, you cannot deprive people with the ability to, uh, to force their rights in Ontario, in Canada. Nice. You cannot make people go to the Netherlands. Now, why is that important? Well, it's important for Uber drivers because it means now we can actually go ahead and, and try to resolve the issue and try to get Uber drivers their, their entitlements. But it also really is important for all employees because think about it, John. If a company can say to its workers that the only recourse is to go to a foreign country, the effect of that would be that every employer could do that, which means no employee could ever enforce their rights. Wow. Can you imagine if your employer owes you overtime and the only recourse you have is to go to a foreign country, spend tens of thousands of dollars on an arbitration? Nonsense. No one would do that. So the nice thing is we've protected employment laws. We've allowed uh, our, our judges, our courts, our administrative tribunals to be the decision makers when it comes to your rights. So it's good news for everyone working in this province. I mean, you know, using your own vehicle notwithstanding, I mean, really everything under your employment, and I use the term employment as an Uber driver, it, it, it just it, it smacks of you being an employee. They tell you where to go. They pay you. you so, I mean, you're an employee, are you not, except the fact you're using your own Corolla? Yeah, no, you are, and certainly that is our position. You know, Uber controls everything. They they can you know disconnect you or discontinue your involvement with them. They can tell you what insurance to get and how much insurance. They can if they don't like wow. your rating, you stop uh, working for them. They're your employer, and 
really individuals have been misclassified, which means think about all the entitlements that they would have had going back to 2012, potentially, you know, vacation, overtime, mm -hmm. statutory holiday pay, uh, and more. So that's what we're fighting wow. for here, and we believe ultimately we'll be successful. And uh, I know it's a very good day, and, and uh, you know, the process continues, but now we're uh, at least able to, to say, you know what, we have a case. Excellent news. Uh, what else you got going on? So obviously still dealing with a lot of COVID-19 situations right? Uh, and a, a lot of situations, people getting called back to work. So I wanted to talk a bit about options. And here's, I'm not talking stock options. I'm talking <laughs> about going back to work and company telling you, oh, here's your option, employee. And, and the options can be many. Uh, you can take a pay cut or you can uh, stay on a layoff or you can change your hours or you can relocate to another job or you know whatever it is options 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 and many people going back to work now are getting these options and it's confusing so let me try to simplify this any option that changes your job is not an option that you're required to accept so your employer may tell you your only option employee is option a take a pay cut option two uh stay on the layoff well and you think, well, those are my only two options. It's not. You always, always, always have a third option, which is to say none of the above. The only thing I want is my old job, my old pay, my old compensation. And if your employer doesn't do that, you can treat that as a termination of your employment and mm -hmm. get severance. So your employer can't impose its will on you. If you're ever in a situation where you're given these options, don't freak out. You know, don't uh, be panicked. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. You almost always are going to have the right to insist on your job. We'll take a, a short break here. Employment Law Show right here. Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It sure is. We are right back at it. Hey, John, thanks for standing by. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, guys, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Beautiful. What's on your mind? Good. Another day, another 50 cents, I guess they would say. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Okay, I got a question. Uh, it's concerning the layoff. Um, we're in the basically the restaurant industry of the delivery service. I'm a driver. I uh, was laid off March 16th. Um, basically, when we came back to the shop, um, our boss told us that we're going to be uh, laid off. We're not sure how long. He offered me to work uh, for cash. Um, I kind of said I refused it because, you know, I mean, you go back and then you're telling me, you, you know, basically losing your job. So I refused it. Um, I'm still not back to work. Now, our company is still operating. Now, I'm not sure. I feel that I've been punished because I refuse to work for cash. So, John, you really only have two options here. And we talked about options earlier. So option number one is you can wait and, and, and see what happens. And maybe they call you back. And if not, you wait. And maybe at that point, you, you, you can pursue your severance. That's option one. I don't like it because it puts you in limbo. Option yeah. number two, frankly, is you can treat what you've just said to me as a termination of your employment and get severance. So there's really not a third option. Either you wait and see what the company does and then react to that, or okay. you simply force the issue and treat this as a termination. Now, John, how long have you worked there for? Uh, three years. Now, I've texted him. Uh, he's guaranteed me through Texas that basically he's bringing me back as soon as he can afford it, as soon as we get things up and running. But I just, you know what I mean? I'm in limbo kind of. It's like, 
I, I don't know. It's uh, right. You know. I mean, when he can afford it can be tomorrow. It could be six yeah. months from now, or it could be never. Yeah. I mean, that, that it's very, uh, very vague, right? So yeah. uh, you've been there for three years as a driver. And John, how old are you? Um, forty-six. So you're probably looking at about four months' pay. Okay, so that's what severance would look like for you if you choose to to pursue that. So that's okay. really your, your call. I mean, uh, you you don't even have to make the final decision now. You can say, listen, I'll give it another week or two and see what happens. That's okay, but okay. you have the right to pull that trigger whenever you want. You can pull the trigger tomorrow if you want. If you want to pursue your severance, let me know. I'll help you do it. Okay, so basically, uh, after the emergency is lifted, I was told through the Ministry of Labor that you have they have six weeks to get everything up and running, the business back in operation, and then after six weeks, if they don't bring you back, that's basically termination. That, you uh, you can absolutely, John, you can absolutely ignore that. You could pursue this as a termination now. You don't have to wait the okay. six weeks. You don't have to wait for anything. So okay. you, can, you can wait the six weeks, or you can wait when, whatever you decide to wait, or you could treat that as a termination right now. You don't have to wait at all. Okay, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, take care and enjoy your Sunday. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks John. You as well. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time. You want to reach out any further? You want to? Yeah, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. I want to cover some of these today, too, and that is, is my employer allowed to dot, dot, dot? These are questions you get day in, day out on your desk and your colleagues as well. So we'll get right into some of these, and that is, can my employer bring me back, here you go, from a layoff employees that are junior to me? So we're talking seniority. I guess that's a bit of a gray area, but what do you think? Yeah, and that's something I've been getting often uh, over the last few weeks is, uh, you know, I'm on the layoff, we've been on layoff, but other people that are more junior to me, they've been brought back and I'm still at home not being brought back. Can my employer do this? So yeah. that's a, it's an interesting situation because of the fact that the layoff to begin with was not legal. Most In most cases, even COVID-19 situations, an employer does not have the automatic right to lay you off. So the layoff is the illegal act. It's not necessarily the, the calling back someone else because it's already illegal. So once it's illegal, calling back others doesn't make it more illegal. It's still just as illegal. So if you decide to accept the layoff and you say, you know what, I'm comfortable being on a layoff, then at that point, you know, the company does not have to follow seniority in a non-union environment. Seniority only has to be followed in a union environment. So the company mm -hmm. can choose who they want to bring back. But keep in mind, that is only if you accept the layoff. You don't have to accept it. You can always choose to treat the layoff as a termination of employment and get severance. Lots more of these to come. We'll take a quick break. Get right back to it. Lots more to go. Here it is. The Employment Law Show. It's Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Is my employer allowed to, when I come back from a temporary layoff, change my job, uh, my hours of work, even my pay, stuff like that? And that's an easy one. And, and the answer yep. to that is an emphatic no. Your employer does not have the right to change the terms of your employment. That's true always, not just in COVID-19 situations, but it is certainly true when you're coming back from a layoff. And you, you may see that. In fact, I've been seeing it very often with employers over the past couple of months 
as they're calling employees back to work, well, we're going to call you back to work, but we're only going to pay you 75%, or we're going to have you reduced hours working, uh, or, or we're going to have you do a very different job. You maybe used to be a manager, now you're not a manager. Well, all these th- types of changes are changes that an employer is not allowed to implement, meaning you can tr- uh, you can refuse them, and you cannot be punished for refusing them. That's not discipline. Ultimately, remember, your employer could choose to let you go because you've refused, but that's a, a without cause termination, meaning you have to get paid full severance. And in some situations, that's the right thing to do. Think about it this way. Let's say you're, you're going to accept that 30% pay reduction, you continue working, well, and then the company lets you go. Now you're getting 30% less severance because they're going to calculate it on the basis of your, uh, your reduced pay. So no, your employer does not have a right to change the terms of employment, reduce your pay, demote you, change your hours, your shifts, put you in a different place. Uh, if they do that, that could absolutely be considered a termination. You may be able to treat that as such. If you're not sure what to do, if you're not sure if the type of change that they're implementing is legal or not, definitely, definitely reach out to me. By the way, that number, one 821 5900 to reach out to Lior and the team, and it is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And obviously, you can go anytime to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Uh, can my employer, when I come back especially, put me on a performance improvement plan? Well, an employer can put an employee on a performance improvement plan so long it is as it's legitimate, so long as there's a good reason, an objective, proper reason. An employer cannot use a performance improvement plan simply as an excuse to push an employee away. They can't put you on a performance improvement plan for reasons that are not legitimate or for reasons that cannot be supported by facts or evidence. If they do that, then that's inappropriate and, and it's something that you shouldn't allow. So what happens if you are put on a performance improvement plan that you don't agree with, say so. By saying so, you're not going to be considered to have accepted it. You're going to make it difficult or more difficult for the company to let you go for cause. The last thing you want to do is to simply agree to a performance improvement plan that's not legitimate. So for a performance improvement plan to be legitimate, it has to be for legitimate reasons, for valid reasons, and has to be backed up by evidence. Hey, Colin, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Beauty. What's uh, what's on your mind? Okay, so I was laid off due to COVID back in March. And um, sometime in near the end of April, I was called back, but it was like strictly optional. And for me, it was a little bit too soon. So I denied it. I said, no, it's a little bit too early with everything that's going on. And uh, now recently, I guess they filled up all their spots, um, you know, due to the business coming in. They don't have much business coming in. So, um, yeah, they filled up all their spots and I haven't received a call back yet. Now, my thing is um, I'm on temporary layoff now for I think it has to be up to 36 weeks before I get a severance or how how does that work? They also change the hours, too, where... They got rid of the Friday, and they just extended the hours during the week, which doesn't work for me as well. So, so uh, have you reached out to the company and found find, uh, to find out what their plans are for you, if they're planning on calling you back, and when? Well, when they called me, they said the next available, because I, I refused that time, they said the next available position, they'll call me. But through talking with my coworkers, they said they're – whoever's working there right now is pretty much who they're going to keep there because the business isn't coming in, like the the orders aren't coming in. Right. 
So, Colin, you actually have the right, as I was saying to an earlier caller, you have a right to treat this as a termination right now, today. You don't have to wait 30 weeks, 16 weeks, or any other amount of weeks. You can treat this as a termination right now and get your severance. Now, if you choose not to, it would automatically become a termination uh, right now, six weeks after the state of emergency ends, and so that would be right around the end of August. But that's only if you choose to treat that or, or to accept this. You can treat this as a termination right now. And, and how long have you worked there, Colin? Eight years. Eight years. And, and what kind of a job and how old are you? It's uh, manufacturing the trades, okay. and I'm 45. So you're looking at right around eight months pay. You're kind of a classic month per year guy. So that's what severance would look like for you. So the choice really now is do I wait and see what happens over the next couple of months? And that's fine. Or do I treat this as a termination right now and get my severance and move on to a different job? If that's what you'd like to do, Colin, the second thing, if you'd like to get your severance and, and just move on, let me know. I'll help you do that. Okay, another question is if I do wait it out and because I'm collecting my EI right now, and if I did wait it out and they didn't call me, um, uh, sorry, and they did call me after, like just before the 36 weeks, um, I know that they changed the hours. Would that also be a reason for me to, to get my severance? Yes, absolutely. The changing in hours would be what we call a constructive dismissal, meaning at that point you can also treat that as a termination. So right now you're getting a CERB, uh, presumably, and the severance actually does not impact CERB. So if you choose, you can get your severance and have your CERB. That's up to you. Uh, you don't have to, but if you choose to do that, hey, let me know, and I'll make sure we do that. Okay, sounds great. Thanks. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate your time. And that is just how easy it is. Get some answers. We'll take a break and, and move right back into it. You'll want to reach out through an email, help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. Lots more is coming up. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Let's send along an email, help at employmentlawyer.ca. In between that, we're asking and we're talking about the things, can my employer do this? Can my employer do that? Next one is, can my employer pay me less than another employee? And the, the answer generally is, unfortunately, yes. An employer does not have to legally pay employees the same pay just because they're, they're, they're you know, in the same category doing the same job. Now, the exception, of course, is the decision to pay people differently cannot be discriminatory. So an employer cannot choose to pay you less because you're a woman or because you're ethnicity or because you have a disability. That would be a human rights violation. And that's illegal, inappropriate, completely. But beyond that, an employer can say, well, you know, I this guy negotiated better uh, terms than this guy, so I'm going to pay him more. Or maybe I really, really need someone, so I'm going to pay someone more or, or whatever it is. It's not a nice thing to do. It's not a, even a fair thing to do. But legally, an employer can do that. So what I say to individuals, if you find out that someone else doing a similar job is getting paid more, is have a discussion with the company. You know, not a threatening or even aggressive discussion, just a, a, a very nice discussion saying, well, I, I have a concern here. I understand that uh, people that are doing the same job that even have been here less time than me are making more money. I don't think that's fair. I'd love to be treated fairly. I like working here. Can we do something about it? In most cases, an employer is going to be reasonable and accommodating. 
If not, ultimately not much you can do about it, but certainly worth a try. 416-870-6400. Calls of that nature or anything else, bring it on. This is your time to do so. Can my employer make me come back to work contrary contrary to my doctor's opinion? No, that's another easy one, and the answer is absolutely not. The doctor is the only one that gets to decide if you're able to work. The only one that gets to decide for how long you need to be off work, whether it's for a week, for a month, for a year, or longer than that. If your doctor says you can't work, if the, the doctor gives you a note, that is it. That's end game here. You can be off work. An employer is not allowed to question it, can't question it. An employer can't say, well, too bad, you're, I still need you, so come into work can say, well, I need to know more details about why you're sick. None of that is appropriate. As long as you get a clear doctor's note, that's what you need. An employer that tries to do anything to you in the face of a doctor's note not only could be potentially uh, terminating you and wrongfully dismissing you, that could be a violation of the employment standards, that could be a violation of the human rights code. It's illegal in a number of respects. So have a doctor's note. Uh, you know, if you're not sure how long you're going to be off or your doctor's not sure, you can leave it open-ended, update your employer when you have more information, but you can be off work and your employer cannot make you come back contrary to what your doctor is saying. Working our way down a list of uh, common employment law questions. Next one up, uh, up here as we get a phone call ready is, can my employer let me go? Kind of general, but can they let me go? Yeah, and I, I get this often. You know, some people that have been let go and they ask, well, can this happen? Can my employer let me go? I, I haven't done anything wrong. Uh, I've worked hard and there's other people that have been there less time than me. Can my employer do this? So the answer is yes. Your employer generally is allowed to let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason as long as they pay severance. That's why when you hear this show, I talk so much about severance because from a legal standpoint, that is what the company's obligation is, is to pay severance. We can't stop the company from letting someone go. They're allowed to. They don't even have to have a good reason. If they give you a reason and it turns out the reason is false, they don't even have to do anything about that as long as they pay severance. Now, where the problems arise for employers is that in most cases, employers let employees go with a lot less severance than what the employees are owed. That's what a wrongful dismissal is. So if you've been let go, the reason probably doesn't matter. What matters and what it's probably actually the illegality of your situation is you're owed a lot more severance than what you've been offered. 90% of people are. So if you're ever in that situation, yeah, you can be let go, but let's talk about your severance. And there you go. We'll get ready for the calls. When we, uh, when we go green here, we'll take more. Uh, can my employer make me sign a new contract? Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, not only can uh, they not make you sign a new contract, you don't want to sign uh, no matter what. And yeah. if you're already working, you have a job, you've been working, now your company wants you to sign a new agreement, no, do not do that. That's always bad news. It's always better for the company. The only time a company is going to want you to sign a new contract is for you to agree to terms that are better for the employer. Don't let that happen. You cannot be made, forced, punished, any of that. If, you're, if you are offered a new agreement, you're not sure what to do, what it means, if you should be concerned, send me a copy. Let me take a look at it. We'll get on the phone then and discuss it, and we'll figure out exactly what it means. It is 416-870-6400, the number here and now to call in. Max, thanks for hanging on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your question? Uh, this question is regarding my daughter, who is 27. She's in a, a graduating year of a fourth-year program, post-secondary education. Um, 
back in January, she had worked at the Gap for five years part-time. She had uh, an impeccable work record, got along well with the manager. They changed managers. Uh, the new manager wasn't uh, the same, uh, didn't have the same relationship with my daughter. Um, there was a week where um, she was supposed to work three shifts, but she had exams, and she told them she couldn't work. Uh, they sent her a letter saying, you have voluntarily resigned. <laughs> now, uh, she signed nothing. She agreed to nothing. She was quite upset. She didn't know what to do. I told her to follow up. She's too shy and timid to take on uh, the gap. Uh, so I decided to call for her. You did the right thing, Max. So, so the reason why why John Scholes here was chuckling is because there is no such thing as the company deciding that you've resigned. The only person that can decide if if they resign is the employee, right? So, a resignation by definition is something that the individual, the employee, does unilaterally on their own. If a company says you've resigned, the company is terminated employment. So, Max, there's no question that, uh, that your your daughter's employer terminated her um, employment. No, no question about it. And you said she's worked there for five years, I believe. Uh, she years. still could be owed, you know, anywhere from four to six months' pay. So, you you made you did the right step. But at the end of the day, she has to take the next one, which is to give me a call so that I can help her get the compensation that she's owed. Trust me when I tell you, it's not complicated. Trust me when I tell you, a legal action is not going to be necessary here. Probably a letter from me is all that's going to be required here. Why let them get away with something that's illegal and also easy to resolve? I've been burning up ever since it happened. I hear you. I would too. I would too. But she needs to make the call, Max. Hopefully you can impress on her why it's important to do that. Okay. Uh, What's the number? I'll give it to you right now, Max. So uh, get a pen ready. It is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And reach out through email as well. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. I want to squeeze Chris in here before we uh, before we take a quick break. Hey, Chris, thanks for standing by. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you today, guys? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on with you? Quick an easy question. Nice. Do I have to give my employer two weeks notice if I'm leaving to go to a better job in a different area of Ontario? Great question. So the the obligations that you have in terms of notice usually would be a creature of an employment agreement. In other words, if you sign an employment agreement, chances are in that agreement there's a term that says, if you leave us, you're going to have to give us this amount of notice. Uh, if you don't, if you're, if you didn't have an agreement, or if your agreement doesn't speak to the issue of notice, there's no set amount that you have to give. You're supposed to give reasonable notice. In most situations, the, unless you're in a very, very senior position, it's not going to be a, a requirement to give a lot of notice. You know, one week, two weeks. But the starting point always, Chris, will be your employment agreement. Chances are the answer is right there, and that's what you have to do. Yeah, there's nothing in my employment agreement. I have it on my phone actually. So. I, I would do two two weeks is a standard thing. Again, not legally required, strictly speaking, but a standard thing. You also don't want to burn bridges. So I generally don't recommend giving less than two weeks' notice. Well, the situation I have is I've got over 120 hours of vacation time. <laughs> so, right? So, so yeah, you, you, you can use your vacation. You absolutely can use your vacation in that situation. Why not? That's fine. You can go ahead and do that. Okay, thinking about pulling a week of vacation and giving them a week of, you know, notice sort of thing. So. Yep. Yeah, that will okay. work. 
Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the call and uh, happy trails onward. We're going to take a short break here. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Its email address works well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. In the meantime, going down the list of very popular questions you get uh, pretty much every day at the firm. Next one, can my employer make me work overtime hours? Uh, it's a, a very common question that, that I've always been getting. And even now, a lot of people that are being called back from COVID-19, uh, the workforce may be smaller. So there may be less people. So you may be required to work additional hours. So generally speaking, the answer is no with two exceptions. Number one, if you sign an employment agreement that gives the company the right to force you to work overtime, again, why, that's why employment agreements are so important. And number two, if there's a history of your employer telling you to work overtime and you're doing it. So if you've established that, that precedent, if those conditions, those two conditions don't apply, generally speaking, your employer cannot tell you or, or they can ask you certainly, but they cannot make you work overtime. You, you would be well, well within your rights to say no uh, and say, well, my usual schedule is nine to five. I'm only going to work nine to five. Sorry, can't work more. And that's fine. You cannot be punished. Keep in mind, of course, uh, on the subject of overtime is that if you do work overtime, you have to get paid time and a half for any hours over 44 hours a week. So if you work 48 hours, then you get four hours a time and a half. That is true for hourly employees, of course, and it's also true for salaried employees. Your, your regular salary is only good for 44 hours, uh, and then we can calculate what it is for the uh, remaining hours. So overtime is paid, and if you have to work overtime, by the way, but your company didn't ask you to work it, but you had to work it because you were busy, you had no choice but to finish your job, your company still has to pay you for that overtime. All right. There are some exceptions. For example, managers don't get uh, overtime, uh, IT professionals, doctors, uh, lawyers, nurses, uh, but most other people do get overtime if you work more than 44 hours a week. Can my employer punish me if I complain about workplace harassment? That is a, a very big no-no. Probably one of the most fundamental rights that an employee has is to bring forward workplace harassment uh, complaints because we have a right to work in a harassment-free environment. That means that we can bring these harassment complaints up. We can talk to our employer. We can file complaints with HR if we need to, and we cannot be punished for it in any way, shape, or form. Can you imagine if your employer could punish you for bringing up harassment complaints? Then no one would ever do that. Yeah. which means it will be a free-for-all in terms of workplace health and workplace environment. No, it doesn't work that way. If an employer even tries to do anything to an employee that filed a harassment complaint, that's illegal in a number of uh, respects. It's a reprisal. It's a breach of the employment standards like human rights code. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Not only that, even if you file a harassment complaint and it turns out that, you know what, it really wasn't harassment, you kind of overreached. Even in that situation, you cannot be punished. You should always have the confidence to bring up these issues to your employer, to tell them if you're being mistreated, to give them an opportunity to fix that problem. If you've tried, by the way, if you've, you've tried to resolve it with your employer and nothing's happened, they haven't fixed the problem, they're not taking it seriously, at that point you want to call me and get me involved. I can help you get it resolved or at the minimum help you get out of there with your compensation, but you cannot be punished in any way for filing a harassment complaint or, or raising harassment issues. 
We're talking about some basic common law, or at least basic common employment law questions Lior gets every day. And this one we get all the time, sign here or else. Can my employer take away my severance if I don't accept the offer? So every severance offer, every severance offer has a deadline. So a company, a company would say, employee, we're offering you this much, and to accept this, you have to sign by Friday or whatever the deadline is. And what flows from that, at least logically you would think, is, wait a second, if I say no, I'm going to lose it. So there's, there's this pressure tactic that it goes away, magically disappears, if I don't sign this by Friday. No, it does not work that way. Your legal rights do not expire on Friday. You have two years to pursue your legal rights. Two years, not uh, two days or two weeks, two years. Meaning that deadline is something you don't have to take seriously. You don't, you don't have to follow. Keep in mind that your legal rights are what they are. All right, so Your employer owes you what, they, what it owes you. So they can't say because you didn't accept Friday, we owe you less. Right, And in most cases, your employer actually offers a lot less than what you're owed. So most severance offers look like this. Uh, employee, we're going to offer you a heck of a lot less than what we owe you, but to accept this really bad offer, you have to sign by Friday. That's what you're looking at. Don't worry about that deadline. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to find out how much severance you're actually owed or give me a call. Do not worry or stress out about those deadlines. I'll get in our last point before we break and move to some emails, and that is, can my employer close down shop and avoid paying me my severance? Well, in most cases, the answer is no. They certainly cannot do that to avoid paying severance. Now, in some situations, if a company is legitimately in bankruptcy proceedings, reality is you're not going to uh, get severance. Your employer's secured creditors are going to get paid, and you're probably not going to get paid. But if a company is trying to avoid paying severance by, let's say, closing shop, no, they can't do that. Keeping in mind, company may have assets. They may have uh, the building that they own or furniture or equipment. They may have uh, accounts receivable that's out there outstanding. So they have to comply with their severance obligations as long as they're not bankrupt. Bounce over to some emails. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I want to get to Patricia here. First uh, email of this show says, guys, our department is being shut down. And I'm going to lose my job. I am scheduled to go on maternity leave in a few weeks. Can you explain what happens to my severance and mat leave in this situation? Well, here's the thing. You, you cannot have severance and EI benefits for the same period of time. So if you're losing your job and you're going to get paid severance, well, you, you're not going to be able for that period of time to also get EI. The good news is uh, that's an, a problem that's fairly easy to resolve. We simply negotiate uh, a way and, and the timing of the payment with your employer to allow you to get both, to allow you to either defer severance or to get it paid in a way that doesn't impact your, uh, your EI benefit. So very important if you are going to be in that situation, not to just take your severance because, yeah, that, that could significantly and in a very big way impact or reduce your EI benefit. So probably, you know, reason 2,452 as to why it's so, so, so important to get that advice if you've lost your job. Fred says, I drove a school bus. My employer is federally regulated and HR told me that I get only two weeks severance. Is that correct? 
The old federally regulated. Wow. Uh, and by the way, John, you pronounced the word beautifully, so way to I go. Know. I uh, thank panicking. you. <laughs> so, no, uh, it's not true at all. Federally regulated employees or provincially regulated employees get the same amount of severance, okay? It's the same amount based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So it's not true. It's false completely to say that a federally regulated employee gets less or gets two weeks. Your minimum termination entitlements may be different, whether you're federally or provincially regulated, but doesn't matter. Your full entitlements, what actually matters is exactly the same. So if you're not sure what you're owed, you simply go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and you can find out in seconds and anonymously what you are owed. And by the way, to anyone listening right now, check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca if you've lost your job or even are worried about losing it. We'll get to uh, Steve here quickly. Hey, Steve, we've got to slide you in here quick. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. What's on your mind? I've worked uh, for the past 10 years, 28 hours a week, and I just left my employer. Am I entitled in to March, severance? In March. You, you left your employer voluntarily? Yes, to get a better, high-paying job. Unfortunately not. Uh, severance is only paid if the company lets you go. It, it's not paid to you if you choose to leave to take another job. So unfortunately, Steve, uh, nothing would be owing to you in this situation. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate the call. We're going to uh, move on here and get to another email. Sean says, uh, I was let go for cause because my employer said I missed too many days of work for medical reasons. Can they even do that? No, they cannot do that. If you, in fact, uh, didn't go to work or you missed days because of a medical condition, that you've done nothing wrong. It's not like you were you know, slacking off or wasn't, weren't trying. If you had a medical situation, a medical appointment, or, or maybe a medical condition, then you actually have done nothing wrong. So forget about termination. They can't even discipline you in any way. The whole point of discipline is to try to fix behavior that the company finds wrong. Well, it's not wrong behavior if you're sick, okay? It doesn't work that way. So in this situation, if you're terminated for that, it's wrongful dismissal easily. You're owed full severance. You really, really want to reach out to me at that point. And we will uh, let them reach out now that we are done for the day. Do so. The number, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca or any time at all. Day or night, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.